I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Three, two, one, go! Hooray! Hello, everybody! What a great start this week. Welcome, Welcome to Rugby Jubbly with me, Dan Skinny Skins. And, and Hal, Hal Fatty Crutz. Fatty uh, Crutzenden. <laughs> ah, anyway, um, Premiership, Premiership week, was nice. Back. Yeah, it's back, it was back. Big weekend. I just still think it's fantastic. I still think there's some really good games. You did see Bristol Bath, didn't you? Which I think we should talk about first. It's incredibly open, the uh, the league this this year. Like, I, I mean, I was talking to, to a friend of mine, talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he said, I couldn't tell you who the top four is at the moment because it keeps swapping and changing so much. It's currently Bristol, Newcastle, Sale... And Exeter are the top four, um, but at any at any given time, it could be sale. You know, sale could move out. Wasps could come back in. It could be still very open. No, it could be open. But I think there's a really exciting. Well, it's not exciting, but it's an exciting changing of the guard that Bristol are moving into a league of their own. Are they are doing yeah. what Exeter sort yeah. of ended up doing last week, where they just sort of they look invincible. Um, but they're extra. Yeah, the, the, the biggest compliment I can give Bristol is that whenever they're playing at the weekend, that's the game that I want to watch. Exactly. I want to watch them play. They are they're they're so good to watch. Bristol just looked like they, I mean, they've been eating raw meat for two weeks. They just look at, they look so fast. The backs they've just got so many brilliant. Brilliant backs. Can I give you a stat that I got from BT Sport? Yes. The the, uh, the rugby. Yes. What's it called? The five fifteen thing. The Rug- rugby. Rugby tonight with Craig rugby tonight. Doyle. I, I just, always, always, always tapping up. tapping his foot and he always looks like yeah. You know, but I always feel like, like going. I feel like rugby tonight. Do you remember that ad? I feel like chicken tonight. And I was going. Anyway, always makes me think that. Um, do you know? Did you see the Ugo, stat they Ugo had? Hugo Monier is the best. Um, he's the best analyst, analyzer. He I, is I very think, good, isn't he? He's got a I calm authority. So oh, brilliant. I think they're all good, and that presenter is very good as well. Um, Craig, I've got Doyle. Craig Doyle. Craig he, Doyle. He used to do the adverts, adverts for double glazing, and then he did the holiday show with um, Judith Chalmers. Judith yeah, Chalmers. Anyway, they're, I think yeah. they're a good little lot. No, but did you see the stat they came up with that Bristol in that game made eight hundred and sixty-five meters in that yeah. game? The league average, the league average is 346. (laughs) So they are throwing it around from anywhere. Can I just say, there were lots of, there were players missing. Um, Yes, but they've got the the depth they've got. Who's that new number 10, that Welsh fella? uh, Callum Sheedy. But oh, you and Lloyd Lloyd started. No, you and Lloyd. You and Lloyd started. Great pass. But then Callum Sheedy comes on for him. So they've got two... Great number, great know, Welsh tens. Ewan Lloyd, has, he is like, he's a superstar, Ewan Lloyd. He is just like, his vision, his passing, his steps. He doesn't look like a 10, though. No. He's a big old beefy thing. But, but he's he come on and played else. at wing as well. Is he? I thought he was a winger because he came on as well, a sub like, as winger. Maybe he's he plays an Austin wing Healy, well. isn't he? Yeah. Like one of those sort of utility backs, but he's a great player. I think England... It do have so much depth coming through. I was reading an article uh, the other day. Um, you know, I, I, it's almost like be eligible to play for England at your peril. The amount of players that Eddie Jones has tried and discarded. It was just a, a massive list of people like Zach Mercer and... Yes. Um, 
um, Tiamana Harrison, who was Marcus Tiamana Smith. Harrison's was Marcus yeah. Smith. Just Tiamana Harrison pulled off at half time, like in, in the yes. third test in Australia. That he said, imagine what that does to your confidence. But all these young players, like twenty-two year old players, getting in the squad, and then that's it. Ben Spencer just discarded. Yeah. That well, that another Rory, one. Rory, Rory McConaughey. The, the, he went to the World Cup. Was, you can't, yeah. you can't even imagine him getting back into the England team now. If I can make the point one more time, the biggest person I think should be in this... I do think Nathan Hughes should have been in the England squad. I agree. I, th- I think he always makes ground. He's always trouble. He's always... He, he, you Did can you see, see some attention for himself because he's, he's, he's gone all beautiful with his yeah, hair. He's braided. He's braided. He's braided. Did you see that hit that Cock and Asinia put on Nathan Hughes? Oh, uh, no. On Friday. Well, let me just tell you, Nathan yeah. Hughes was thundering down the touchline like... I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was a try. This great big lump, just this full speed. Cock and Asinia just came in from the side and belted him. Oh, yeah. And he just, like, knocked him, like, knocked him off the pitch. Um, and it was like, one of those moments you just go, blimey, who the hell was that? You know, it had to be another forward. But it was a wing knocking a full galloping yeah. Nathan Hughes. But, I mean, he nearly was a, an illegal tackle because it looked like he just shoulder charged him. But, it, but, but he, so, he but was very good, Cochrane Singer. Yeah, but he went. To, he got injured, didn't he, for a long time? And he's still. Yeah, going but I think he'll. I think he'll find of all of them. I think he'll find his way back because he's he's yeah. exactly the sort of um, uh, Eddie Jones type player. You know, South Sea person. Oh, is that, and, and he's he is, and He fast. was fantastic. He was absolutely yeah, yeah. heading the right way. Can I just a say though, Bath, though about my general about love? But Bath are dodgy as hell, aren't they? They are. They, their defence was bad, even though Bristol were awful. very good. It was non-existent. It was it, non-existent. It's not sharp enough. They're making loads of mistakes. But also, there's players there who would have wanted to make a real point. Like Jonathan Joseph isn't in the England squad, would have been furious. Ben Spencer would have been furious. But it just shows how important it is that you cannot look good when you don't have the ball, you would have it, your, your pack aren't doing it or anything. Because it, mm, Ben Spencer yeah. kind of disappeared. I didn't really think about him much in that game. And he's a player who's so exciting. And Jonathan Joseph didn't really get to do anything. Um, well, he was just was... tackling his heart out. He, did, he, he put in a few very, very good defensive hits, but... Yeah, I mean, there was just nothing in in attack whatsoever. Yeah, but can I just make a general point? Because I think, thinking about how far ahead they were, there was no score for the last 20 minutes of that game. It all loosened up Mm. and got a bit messy. And as I say, Bristol are Bristol are my second team at the moment after Saris, so they're my only team in the Premiership. They're not really my my team. team. I'm not going to start buying a jersey. I just like them. But it was like they laid off to save Bath embarrassment. It was like they. Yeah. I don't think they did it deliberately. But Pat Lamb said, "You know, I." He actually did say, "I'm not pleased with the way we kind of disappeared in the last 20 minutes." And it got. But you know, they were 48-3 ahead. That could well, easily exactly. have been what, How could you keep your? How could you keep your motivation? Like you know, in in the sort of final quarter, you're 48 points ahead. It's like. I don't know. Like I don't know how you find it within you to go. Yeah, we've got to put another ten points on them. Yeah. But the biggest, um, the biggest move of the day. Did you see Charles Pietau's step? Oh yeah. He's yes. running to the line and he's, and he's the ball's going that way and he literally stepped at a right angle and boom. Oh, it was something. It was a. It was like um, what's his name? The old Welsh ten. Uh, Phil Bennett. Bennett, yeah, it was one of them. Should we should we move on to Worcester Exeter, by the way? Yeah, move, I didn't watch this game, so you'll have oh. to take the lead. Oh, good, but so I can talk I have, a lot. I have opinions on Exeter. Are okay, okay. This this Worcester Exeter game at six ways ended up seventeen twenty one. Uh, sorry, twenty one seventeen. So to to Exeter, but but I thought it was fourteen nil after about fifteen minutes. They yeah after only fifteen minutes, Ex, Exeter were fourteen nil up, and I really thought oh it's going to be another slaughter. I thought it's going to be another. Bristol Bath. I think Exeter have just lost their X factor. They ju- they just aren't mm. doing things the right way. They're not in so much control. Their forwards aren't dominating people. If you think the end of the last season, Exeter European champions, Premier League champions, they had two weeks off to celebrate. Yeah, that. two weeks. That's nothing. Like that's not even a. You don't even get a pre-season. You don't get a t- chance to chill and just take it in. It's two weeks and then you're back at the grindstone. Just doing it all again. It's it's. There's bound to be a and and they started off really well. They started off where they you know finish, which is win win win. And then they're bound to have a period where they're just going to go. Oh my god, this is 
this is exhausting. The emotional drop-off you're bound to have. And I think that's to do with everybody just being focused. And I'm sure they probably just lost a little bit of focus. That's all it is. And once that's back, they'll all be flying and motivated and doing the right thing. I don't know. I just don't see them. I don't see them being anywhere near um, Bristol at the moment. So I think it's well. They 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 play a completely different game, don't they? They play yeah, a p- completely different game, and and that's what's great when you watch the the two teams together. Although last time I think Bristol played Exeter, they out Exeter Exeter, didn't they? They did all that. They did that yeah. thing to them, which was like driving over the line and what have you. Bristol, uh, Bristol, beginning to look like an All Black sort of in their pomp, sort of they can do anything, they can chuck it about, and they can mm. do keep it tight. And they do, and and I think that uh, so I keep going back to Bristol because I think they're fabulous. Anyway, so I think Exeter, um, yeah, they did get a win. Worcester could easily have won this. Um, and Worcester are good. Worcester are an entertaining side, and I think Duncan Weir was very good. You saw Gloucester Northampton. Tell me about I it. I saw. I saw. Glo- are Gloucester um, rubbish? Because they don't look that rubbish, but yet they're bottom no, of the Premiership. No, this is the, the thing. Pre- this is the thing, premiership. right? So uh, Gloucester. Willie Hines was back um, first mm. game for a while, injured, um, and I was happily watching the game. Yeah, I had it on in the background because I, you know, there's lots of things to do. But I was, and Willie Hines scored this lovely try. Uh, I saw that. That was a the, really good. That was the best try of the game, wasn't it? The Gloucester. Yeah, the really, highlights. really lovely try. And and after that, I thought uh, Gloucester just looked dominant, and they looked like they're going to pull away here. And I kind of switched off. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I was busy anyway. But in a ten-minute yeah. period, I basically looked. At, I literally went out the room, and in a ten-minute period, I came, and Northampton had just sort of streaked ahead. They'd scored three tries in ten minutes. Um, and completely turned the game around. It was a nasty incident as well, a nasty, um, nasty collision. Uh, George Furbank and another Gloucester player. Oh, I don't really? know which one it was. Uh, yeah, they both went up for a ball and they collided mid-air, like heads, bang. And they were both knocked out cold. And the and the um, all the medical staff came on. It was pretty pretty unpleasant. Oh, I think they're okay. I didn't see that in the highlights. Um, they didn't... They, no, I I don't, mean, I, they don't show that stuff, do they? they I mean, it's nasty. Why would you like, put that in a highlight? It's, <laughs> it's, highlight it's, it's, it's like admitting that some people watch motor racing because they like the crashes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to, they're trying to stop parents worrying about letting their kids play the game. They're not going to put that in the highlights reel. Can I just say, by the way, BT's highlight show at 11 o'clock at night was delayed by 10 minutes because there was college US basketball on. A game oh, went well. I went, There is such little respect for rugby. A contract's a contract. <laughs> yeah, they, like, honestly, they've got it. They've got to show but it, it haven't they? it was college basketball. This was just... I was so furious. I, I just thought it was massive, massive lack of respect. Anyway, their point, <laughs> getting back to what I was saying, their point about Gloucester Northampton, this guy Rory Hutchinson at centre and Scotland haven't picked him and they said he was fantastic. Oh yes, yes. Now that is a that's a very good point. He, uh, but that's you know it, who, he he's had a he's had a really good game for Northampton, um, but how consistent is he? I think that's probably the that's that's always what it's that's always what it's about, isn't it? With like international players. Very quickly, Leicester Leicester Sale. Yes, your old your old mate from Saracens. It was it was two both coaches. Both coaches have been okay. They weren't. I mean, Alex Sands was much more time there. Steve Borthwick was less time, but was club captain as well. Both were sort of created at Sarries because they ended their playing days there and then uh, Alex Sands went on and coached there and things. So both of these coaches were kind of made by Sarries. So obviously it was a great game with two great high-quality teams with the best coaching that... that, 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 um, that money can buy. The money but, can no, buy. But also, no, but, but also the, they've obviously got a great culture there. I just... Um, now this is this is the thing I took out of watching the highlights of this. How many sets of relatives are there in the Sale team? There are three sets of brothers, two sets of twins. Is there it? Are, yeah, I promise you, Sam James and Luke the James, both the Curries, three Duprees brothers, and another Duprees who is just called Duprees, and I don't think is their relative. I was trying to look it up online. Wow. Is that good and bad, having brothers in the teams? Because, yes, you might play for your brother, but also those relationships can be volatile when you're that close. Well, Sale one at the weekend, so we have to assume it is good. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think it probably is. I mean, the Curries live together, I think, Ben and Tom Curry. Um, yeah, but- I think so. I, I wonder I, I, I wonder about that relationship, because Ben was supposed to play for England, and Tom now plays for England. And I just don't... I, 
don't know. How would you feel? Would you feel ultra proud or would you feel like, fucking hell, man, I should be playing for <coughs> as well. Well, I've got a theory on this. Ben and Tom Curry are identical twins, so who knows which one's playing for England? Why? Yeah, exactly. You actually, exactly. T- it suspiciously, <laughs> suspiciously, he's never injured. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So that is yeah. yeah that's why Tom Curry keeps knocking it out of the park because actually yeah, it's two exactly. people doing the same it's job. Two of them. That's <laughs> such a good theory. <laughs> that's very good. Oh my god, we've yeah. got honestly that should that should be, we should keep an eye on that. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that'd exactly. be very exciting Conspiracy. if it came out. There's a movie in that. I w- I wouldn't want to play against them. It would be, be kind of weird if they just looked. I went in. to school with identical twins from the start, from when they went from when they joined the school to when they left the school. I couldn't tell them apart. I didn't know which one was which. It was oh. really frustrating. Yeah. No, that is, it is it is tough being it is. It, who is it who does the thing about having a twin sister? Oh, it's um, Stephen K. Amos, the comedian, I think has a twin sister. And people mm. say, he actually someone once said to him, are you identical? And he went, what do you think? <laughs> well, obviously I'm not, a boy, she's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's probably something to do with mindset. Anyway, yeah, let's move Sale. on to the Great next game. Great team with creepy twins on, the, on it. And Ben Curry mm. and Tom Curry share, uh, are both playing for England. Um, and I think Sale are def. Well, first of all, just to say, Sale definitely top four. I think they're going to be quality. They're going to be solid. And, um, well, hopefully they keep it going because they might have just been playing to impress Alex. Alex is a really good fit for them, isn't he? He's, he's well, a, yeah, he's he, a I mean, good he started at that there, and then he's been away for years and years and years and going back. So he's a good, he's a good so, northern well, lad. He's 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 going to be good for them. But but Leicester still can't, they still can't get a run together, can they? They still look like they need to go back to the drawing board. They haven't yeah. got the forwards. They had that tremendous backline, like. Um, Last year or a couple of years ago, that um, Ford, Tua Lange, um Johnny May, and yeah. a couple of the other guys. I mean, that is a brilliant backline by any I mean, standards. Yeah, and they still couldn't. They still couldn't. They, I mean, they finished bottom of the table. Yeah, I mean, they lose. They lose a lot, don't they? With they lose a well, they, they do lose a lot with England. But does that make a massive amount of difference? Because there's. They lose. You know, I don't they think so because like, lose Ford just, and Youngs. I mean, the halfback well, pair. Saracens. Saracens yeah. lost like loads with England. Well, yeah, but, and also not just England. We had so many people in other. Uh, we, we've got loads of international players. That must have cost a fortune. Welsh. Yeah, but mm. it was actually. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Bristol <laughs> have a very expensive team as well. Done. But anyway, so Leicester. Dodgy sale, definitely top four, I think. Um, oh, sorry, very quickly, London Irish, Newcastle, London Irish are, oh, are, are getting exciting. London Irish are, are, they? are well, they are because they beat Newcastle are very, very good. And to be, oh, I didn't to know to they beat, beat Newcastle. They beat Newcastle thirty-one twenty-two, and oh, again, well. it's all these old stars. You know, Sean O'Brien, Rob Simmons, whatever, hundred caps for Australia or something. Nick Phipps, Australian. Paddy Jackson at tennis playing well, this very is, well. This is what this is what happens when like old stars get a couple of weeks off. You see, like mm. they can go right. We can just we can leave it all out there for one weekend. It's when they exactly. have to do it again and again and again that they'll be found sort of wanting in the legs and the physical department. We need to get on to Wasps Harlequins, which I thought yes. was a fabulous game. But Harlequins suddenly played amazingly well this weekend. Yeah, because um, they, because Paul Gustard like. As, left, as, didn't he? <laughs> as I wrote on Twitter, Paul yeah. Gustard must be watching that going, seriously, you can all fuck oh, off. Oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. they pull out thanks that performance after Paul Gustard's left and they go, oh, I just didn't fit in the club yeah. and all the rest. But it was a completely mm. different Harlequin's performance, like incredibly intense and fast and exactly. precise. And all the things I'm sure Gustard's try, been trying to get them to do, you know. But they were just... It was like everything's. It was so weird. I think they're quite an emotional team, Harlequins, because it's like mm. they just. It, well, it's been that. It's it's been the. Um, it's it was it was a it was the perfect response to losing your manager, wasn't it? Your your yeah. director of rugby, your coach. It's it's exactly what any new coach would have um, would have wanted to see. The first twenty minutes, the pace and the precision and the speed and the angles of running and they just. You know they look, they look really, really good. They look aggressive they really and up for it. 
Yeah. And some really exciting players. I, 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 Marcus Smith is... You see, Marcus Smith, I think, is not that bad even when they're playing dreadfully. He's still doing his He's best. He's a very good player, yeah. He's got yeah. to sort his hair out. I really don't like Marcus oh, Smith's hair. Oh, I like hair. his hair. Oh, I like his hair. It reminds me... Maybe it's because you're a little bit younger than me, but it, it was my school... That's the sort of hair at my school in the mid to late 80s. Right. It was yeah, that no, sort of I, like, I, yeah, big quiff and big quiff. And it that. just makes me immediately go, oh, God, he's a slightly cocky kid. And I'm sure he's not a cocky, but he just, the hair makes him look like I'm a bit special. Here's, put it, get it I down, think he's get got, it cut he's short. Got a, but he's got a strange sort of uh, texture to his hair, Marcus Smith. His hair is not going to naturally stick up like that. He's he's gelling it, it up. That, no, he's not. He's That's what's happening naturally. Just to, just write in about Marcus Smith's hair, because I, okay. my opinion is he's not doing anything to it. It's just cut that way <laughs> and and, and, it, and it goes up that, that way. No. How believes he's he's coiffuring it and blow-drying it into... He has and straight hair. I just don't hair. buy it. I don't He has straight it. hair that he's, quit, he's, he's putting up like that. You know? Anyway... Just to sum up that yes. game, Wasps, Harlequins. Harlequins, if they play like that, they're a top four team. They're a playoffs yeah. team, aren't they? They yeah, they yeah. are so. Well, they're, they're six now, aren't they? Or seven? Yeah, yeah. No, they could be, but but no one th- no one could think. Are they going to be like that for? Are they going to be? Because they have got the players to be mm. that good. And Don Brandt and Joe Marler and yeah, even the yeah, pack. They do have a um, good, you know, really they've got sign. they've got they've got real Joe quality. Marler, so- England are going to miss Joe Marler. He looked brilliant. He yeah, brilliant against like especially in the scrum, he's solid as a rock, isn't he? And, and he's almighty. one of those handy England players that you just know the opposition hate. And People, you, did and I, you see? Did you see when he was carrying the ball? Like he, he was, there was two players on him driving him forward, and Tom, he was about to run into Tom Cruise. Yes. And he's talking to Tom Cruise yes. as he's about to run into Horrible. him. Horrible! You just imagine what he's saying to him. It's like he is so disparaging. He, there is something really just to be in the midst of battle like that and be able to have a chat in the middle of yeah. a game. He's, but you know, I, he's like he's being derogatory or he's like taking a Mickey or he's doing something to try and put him off his game. Yeah, exactly. That's confidence, though, isn't it? Anyway, so uh, that's it. We've we've rounded up brilliantly. God, that was some mm. messy punditry. Going on there. <laughs> there was, well, that's what that's why we should be an offshoot of punditry on BT Sport. There should be and now for some really stupid comments. Yeah, you know, now for something you going, don't oh, have to take any notice of whatsoever. Yeah, where's what's <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nathan Hughes looked lovely with the braids. With the braids. <laughs> <laughs> how Great big, player, how big are a dog whose thighs? I've never seen thighs. How do you get thighs like that? So our main talking point this week, we've decided, is yes. do crowds actually make a difference? Because I'm not sure they do, Dan. I why think, do you, why, well, what? I don't your, think it's a your, negative you... change. If anything, it could be even a positive change. I know, but I think that is based entirely on your personality. Like, (laughs) you imagine imagine yourself playing and thinking, oh, I dropped the ball, but I think I've got away with it because there's no crowds here. Most rugby players don't think like that, do they? They they want to entertain and show off their skills. You're thinking, oh... I, I was I sorry. This is this reminds me of something from when I was very very small. I was a very neurotic little kid and quite idiotic little kid, but I was very neurotic you and always. Me. I spent my whole life worrying about. You know, I was one of those kids that literally my mum would go going to Thingy's party on Saturday. I go, oh no, I probably won't enjoy it. I would worry about all oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm five years old, six years old, and the teacher must have said to us, right, we're going to be playing games on Monday. We're playing football, so make sure you've got your football stuff. We're going to play football in, in our school. And I'd only ever seen football on the telly. Obviously, I knew people played it. I honestly, my five-year-old brain thought, but what, we're going to be playing in front of big crowds? There's going to be, like, crowds and we're going to be... I actually thought it was going to be... I, and I, I remember this feeling. I remember going at the time, and this probably shows how, that I wasn't the smartest kid going... But with my little football boots, I'm not sure if it, I was really worried about my laces coming undone because I always had, often had problems still tying my laces. Even at five, I'd go, I don't know how when you're meant to be good at tying your laces. And I thought, what if not my laces come undone? And I struggle getting them done up again with crowds. And I still remember that being a genuine worry when I was a kid. And oh, I funny, and I turned that's... up, we went went to the local park and we put some sticks up and played football. And there was go. I went, oh, oh, it's not, it's not at a stadium. I thought it was going to be. I thought there were going to be crowds. <laughs> and I was such a, I was such a neurotic. And such an idiot. I didn't yeah. ask anybody. And what's, say, what, and what's what's intriguing is that you now make your living from performing in front of people in crowds and stadiums and 
and massive arenas. Yeah, I know, but but yes, exactly. I obviously play massive rooms, but that's what, yeah. But you're arenas. assuming there that I'm in the correct job. I'm not actually in the right <laughs> job. So I, I you're very I, good at it. it. Yeah, it's made my neurosis no better. Though having I am, they, I, you know, I was always one of the most neurotic comics. They'd always go, I'd be the one in the dressing room at the comedy store going, "It's probably going to be shit tonight. We're probably going to die. We're going to die on stage." So I was no. Yeah. What I did then do is destroy other people's confidence. Have a good gig myself, and thus my career went forward. <laughs> anyway, um, but but they're always assuming players want the crowds back, and I wonder: Are we getting more creative rugby because they're less worried about? There's not a crowd going ooh or cheering if they make a mistake if they're away from home. Don't you think there's slightly that in their heads, Dan? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I I think um, I not at all. I, I if you're a sort of you want to play top level elite rugby I mean one of the only reasons to play at that level is to play in front of people I mean that's like when when you when I was when I was playing if you had a crowd of I don't and I don't know what it is either it's not a sort of it's not it's not something that you really consider but when you had a when you had a crowd of people on the sideline watching you play rugby it was like oh it's a thrill. It's a thrill. You know, you have the, and and you don't you don't realise it, but it it has an impact on the way you play the game. It definitely does. Um, and I mean, you're sort of either being held to account. There's it's just the atmosphere. It's, the atmosphere is better. It's exciting. It's brilliant to go out there. Imagine going out at a comedy gig and playing to three people. You know, as I'm sure you have done many times. Uh-huh. One of my as best a, gigs in Edinburgh was a crowd of eight, actually. A very exactly, nice gig in 2003. Exactly. But um, it's not like you're sat backstage going, cannot wait to get out there to perform to those eight people. Yeah, but you don't. You know, but of course, with comedy, you need that audience because you're facing directly at them and all the rest. But I think and it's also the when same. You were playing I, think, I think if you spoke to a rugby player, that you they would go, you don't need the audience to play rugby, but it's just much more fun in front of a crowd. Uh, what what was the biggest sort of crowd you played in front of, Dan? Oh, just I mean, like, I mean, just people lining the touchline. You know, it's, yeah. That's well, that's. Like, I, but nothing. apart from the only time I didn't was when I was very small, maybe ten or eleven, and we would do little mini rugby games as curtain raisers before London Welsh played. This is like nineteen eighty one or eighty two, whatever. And there'd be these little curtain raiser games. So I miss it. It was those games. You know, they do them at half time at Sarries. Um, Got to have little sort of half-time matches, and I'd be playing. And I did, even as a, you can imagine, little neurotic me going, "Oh, there's a stand," because there was, you know, the bit at Old Deer Park where London Wealth you yeah, know, were yeah, and yeah. Ar- Arsenal. You know, the big, there was a there's actual a stand with people sitting in it, obviously getting ready for the main game, and you know you're not the main thing. But there was yeah. still an extra thing of going, what if I do something really stupid? I'm going to sit, you know, a, definitely a good few hundred people might go, ooh. See, know, that's funny, because I, um, I never had that feeling. I, I, was, I was always like, oh, this is great. This is, I, I, like, I like showing off in but front what, of okay, people. But, 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 but all, I mean, I was playing as a little kid, admittedly, and you were playing older, but, but you weren't playing with us. Well, probably, you probably were, actually, but because there were small numbers, it wouldn't have the same... You know, it wouldn't be like cheering when you drop the ball away from home, booing you because the, the crowd thinks the tackle they has do, been though. high I or mean, dodgy that's, and that the rest the not nature, seen it. It's the nature of rugby crowds. They're, you know, you, you if you do something, there's always one or two or, you know, a handful of clowns in the crowd that just want to have a... that shout at you, that shout at anybody, they'll shout at the ref mostly... And they just want to have a lot. They just want to say things loudly to get a rise out of their friends, you know. Yeah. And if you're on the end, if you're on the end of it, then you're on the end of it. But it, you know, you're you're just focused on what you're doing though on the pitch, aren't you? It's just I think it's just the bits was... where you score and the bits where you do something great and you hear the crowd go, "Ooh, that makes you go, ooh, lovely." Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great to be cheered, but I'm sure there's something that. That just is more relaxing. It, it does hype you. That just you know, obviously, you might play better if inspired by a crowd. It's a home game. That's that's one of the one of the interesting things about no crowds is it does take away a bit of home advantage. Um, I, I think if you're a professional rugby player, you don't you don't think like that at all. You don't think about the what ifs, things go wrong. 
Because if you did, you'd never get on a pitch because the threat of injury is hanging over your head constantly. And if you th- if you thought about, oh, what if um, what if I get my head bashed on the wrong side of this? You know, you just couldn't play the game. Also, I must admit, I think uh, Owen Farrell tends to play better when the crowd's against him. I certainly yes, think he that's kicks a, that's better. The other thing. So I think someone Johnny like Wilkinson Farrell... used to say that about Gloucester, like going down to the shed and, and yeah. having to take a kick from the touchline in front of the shed. He said it was one of the most motivating things. And he said that when after he'd won the World Cup with that drop goal, when he mm. went down to Gloucester and he was taking the kick from the sideline, mm. they normally they'd just be shouting abuse at him and they're all clapping him. He said it really put me off. It, oh god. That's it, true. It, it just you know, here's the ultimate example. Here's the ultimate example. They they reckon, and I don't know how true this is, but it was apparently it's more than a theory that Danny. One of the reasons Danny Cipriani's not playing at Gloucester anymore is because he got fed up of not playing in front of crowds. Because he said he got bored, he got tired of the game a bit, didn't he? And it might that might have been part of it. I must yeah. admit, I've... and he's sort of having to turn out every week and just play the game and for no for no you know he he wants to entertain people and there's no one there to entertain. You know. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Eddie Jones is being just a, he's just softening he seems to me just a little bit no, there's no real to the podcast and he's taking Don't you think he's not really been that nasty since the world cup has he he got very defensive like um in the autumn nations cup about people saying the kicking and what have you um you know and he's and he said that's that's what you have to do at international level and i was i was reading um a very good article about Sean Edwards because um, his mate was saying to him, what, I mean, what's with all the kicking at international level? And his mate was a boxer and he said, ah, oh, right, okay, well, let's just imagine you're in the ring. The kicking, uh, uh, the kicking is the equivalent of uh, a jab in boxing. So yeah. you've got to, you've got to jab, 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 because it opens up opportunities to, you know, swing your left hook and swing your right hook, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, I know you're, I'm getting off your Eddie Jones bit here. No, but, no, no, um, this is interesting. Onto the, I'm getting onto the kicking. George Ford has said, you know, it's he, because George Ford's been practicing his spiral kick again. Yes. So the reintroduction of the spiral kick. It moves it because, more in the air, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's swerving yeah. in the air. So, he, you know, he said, and Anthony Watson was all over the place the last time Bristol uh, Bath played Leicester because he couldn't read the new spiral kick. Mm. Um and he said, it's something that it's just a weapon that you're going to, it's never going to go out of the game. He said, yes, we do have to improve our ta- attacking game, but that takes, you know, that takes a long time to, to work that out. And you have to, you know, you have to evolve that um, over the course of two, two or three years whilst winning games. So it's a, it's a, it's a right old balancing act, you know? 
Yeah, no, I suppose go. so. I mean, I think the point I'm mainly making is Eddie Jones might slowly be winning me over. If England oh, play greater well, rugby, I might stop calling for his resignation, <laughs> even though he's one of the most successful coaches we've ever coaches had. we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would I be bizarre think... if he if he resigned. If he, if he, it would be really <laughs> weird. No, I, it? Like, I, I, I like. I've had enough of how Crackington. <laughs> Like calling for my kid. resignation. Hey, said he's I right. Actually, after. actually, he's right. He's right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out now. Let's should have resigned in 2018 when they had the horrible season. 2019 when they let Scotland back in the second half and just, it just seemed to be clueless. You're to so do unforgiving. Against and then those, World like, Cup final. He should have resigned. Some of the so sensitive. Some of the so sensitive. Like it, honestly, it, Eddie Jones. So I'm serious because this is, there's money involved here and stuff. I'm sort of being lighthearted. I re- I would be sort of be destroyed if someone went. We're firing Eddie Jones because Hal said so. I, there's a man's job here. I'm sure he's got a decent pension. Yeah, but he but. But even if he, oh, take out the Hal said so. If someone said to you, like, all right, we're going to get rid of Eddie Jones now. He's going. Well, how would you, I would feel like. I would feel I would feel gutted. Yeah, do you know what I'm? That's the thing. I I think, in the same way, you know, he's he's one of those figures. He is quite funny. It is quite sweet. It was one of the things when he when he he's entertaining. Makes, yeah, when he makes horrible comments. But it's 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 like Brian Clough. I'm probably taking the characters out of the game. He is a proper character. And if he was boring, we'd say there's aren't enough characters. But I just think. But he if he was a character, if lo- was if he was a character and his win ratio was like fifty percent. You'd be like, you've got no right to be a character, but yeah. he's he's a strong, funny character because he's really good at his job and he knows yeah, how I, to win rugby matches. But I think he said some he said some things that that he probably <coughs> regrets about probably, when the way yeah. he, the way he goes at other coaches, he goes at other teams, yeah. he undermines other teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see how he is in the Six Nations. I I don't think he's as he's as bitchy as he used to be. I think you know, but um, <laughs> and I think he's getting better. No, I I do I. And it is because I am slightly <laughs> sensitive, and I want rugby to be nicer blokes being nice. But I also yeah. think we, we need characters, and that's football. that's the problem. Joe Marler's a fantastic character, but he's also a slightly loose cannon. Like Ellis Genge is the same. There's these people mm. that we quite like in the game, but also they tend to be quite extreme, and that's so. I don't know. I'm don't I'm know I'm, about, yeah, I'm basically yeah. losing my way with my Eddie Jones campaign because I do know that I've got not the a campaign. leg to stand on in terms of achievement. He has. I think we're we're beginning to get into an era again where we think England will always be good because we've got so many players to pick from and all the rest. And actually, remembering that we have been crap while having lots of players to pick from. So actually, Eddie Jones is yeah. he he does yeah. he to certainly knows he's certainly better for the England coaching job than I would be in terms of his uh, <laughs> choices. Better than you. While we are talking about difficulty in picking and difficult difficulty in picking sides, shall we quickly? Di- we've got to finish our Lions front row. We I know, are this is a bit I've been dreading. Yeah, oh, we, I don't like the front row because we don't really understand what they do, do we? No, we do I don't really understand. know enough about the front row, I'll be honest with you. Um, and I, You're I mean, always going to go all English because it's the only players yeah. you know. Yeah. Tied yeah. Furlong. Yeah, he's coming back. He's back for the Six Nations. So at tight head, Tag Furlong has got to be there, I think. I think he's there ahead of Kyle Sinclair if he hits proper form back. You know, comes comes back in in proper form. I Tag Furlong, tight heads. Kyle for, Kyle Sinclair, tight head. Uh, Mako Joe, uh, Ellis Genge, loose head. Mm. Could Win Jones, he's good, isn't he? Isn't Win Jones? I don't think good? you'd start. El- I don't think you'd start Ellis Genge against South Africa in the scrum. I, I mm. just he's a he's. he's it depends not what he does. He, he's yet. having to play for this in the Six Nations and start because people aren't available. Because Mako Van Poe's injured, mm. Joe Marler's out. So I think you you could see Ellis Genge come of age or disappear a bit in the Six Nations. Maybe. He could damage Maybe. or enhance the reputation. Uh, finally, Hooker, you can't Hold look on. further who's, than... So, so who's, who's, going at, who's going at loose head then? So if we well, say Tide Furlong... Uh, uh, tag Furlong, uh, Mako Van at loose head, I think. And then we're being so anglo-centric. He got found out against South Africa in the World Cup final, Mako Vinopola. And he's a brilliant player, and I'm not disparaging, being disparaging, but See, even Eddie Jones said he would have started Joe Marler instead of Mako yeah. if he'd had his time again. 
my problem is when we lose games that I find really painful to watch, I can't watch them again. So I only see them once. So I never go back and analyse them. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to face the world, watch the World Cup final again. But yeah, no, <laughs> they were a bit undone. But also they lost Sinclair early in that final. So maybe it was that. Yeah, but, but you're right. Yeah, Joe Marler, Joe Marler was better scrummager. So you've got to think about who you're playing, aren't you? I mean, the South Africans. But I think like, Joe Marler's not going to go on the Lions, is he? I just no, don't I agree. Think... I agree. He's, he can't. We can't pick Joe Marler. But we don't know. And we're so he's... rubbish at this. Could everybody else please <laughs> give their, us their thoughts on front row players? Because I'm sure. Is it? I think it's Win Jones is a very good loose head for Wales. Uh, but has he been injured or something? I don't know. He's playing a lot. And Rory Sutherland. So just other. I'm trying to not be so Anglo-centric. This is appalling. Yeah. But let's just be. Let's be Anglo-centric for now. Let's say Mako Vinopola. Okay. Um, and ta- tag Furlong, and then Jamie George. Surely. Yeah, J- Jamie George, Ken Owens, possibly Rob Herring, Ireland. Uh, I'm just saying people that I think of don't seem to be that crap. Yeah. Because I'm so concentrated on Jamie George. He's so brilliant. Um, the Scots do have a Fraser Brown was very good, but he's long term injury for the Six Nations, yeah. and they didn't ever. Isn't it Stuart? Oh, what's he called? Stuart McAnally or something? Scotland, I always yeah. think had a couple of yeah. good hookers, but Jamie George just—he's so good. He's so doesn't. He's much faster and more powerful than he looks. He look. He's got a funny. I don't want to. He's got. He's got a shape that makes him look like he's not fit, and actually, he's incredibly fast and sharp. He's very fast. I know. He was yeah, kept out of England far too long because of Dylan Hartley. Jamie George, one of the best hookers in the world, has to start. So we've got two Englishmen, and Irishmen for the front row. I, I don't look at the English. The number How of English people English we've picked. <laughs> So we finish up now with the Six Nations and there's a few few things we need to just clear up because in the England side, and that's basically who we're the most interested in and sorry about everybody else, um, <laughs> Joe Launchbury's out, Joe Marler's out, Sam Underhill's out and I, I think you could argue that Joe Launchbury might not have been a starter because I think Courtney Laws is back but Joe Marler and Underhill definitely are starters. So who would you have... And Sinclair's out as well. Yeah. So what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Do you realise how much you get... Conf- I mean, with the famous players, the well-known players, I always know who's a loose head, who's a tight head. But do you also rem- realise how many mm. times you go, is he a loose head or a tight head? Particularly with... Oh, I, I never with know. With Welsh or Irish players. Know. And it's a, oh, and good, it's a very it's a very different position, isn't it? Exactly. You, you, you go, so, oh, so, one can play on one side, you know, both sides. I say Matt Stevens could play both tight and loose, and they said, mm. and, and but they said really, if you drill down to it, he couldn't really because it's a completely different set of ne- neck muscles that's required to play yeah. the two different positions. Okay, instead of talking about the front row and exposing our lack of knowledge, I think we're going to be in it. Where England will be weakened quite considerably in the in the forwards so I think yeah. we'll have yeah. I don't know who will come especially no, against Genge, France Genge will definitely start and someone will replace Sinclair on the other side but will Courtney Laws go in the second row with Itoje I would have thought yeah absolutely who will replace and who, who's um, replaced well I Underhill. mean that's a great that's a great fun thing to debate isn't it because he's called up uh, Benno's already in the squad and he's called yeah. up Jack Willis I think Benno will be very solid I think Jack Willis coming off the bench or something could be you know, mm. I think he could mm. be very good. I just think England are going to be exposed a little bit, and I think this uh, this is why I think I think they'll beat Scotland, but only by about five points, and there'll be probably uproar and people going, "Oh, this is, they're rubbish." Um, I think it'll Slow be tight start. that England Scotland game. Where, where Scotland, are we playing in Murrayfield or Twickenham? No, it's Twickenham, but I but it doesn't. But you know, there's no crowd and. The Scots, last time they went there, there's you know plenty of players that were around for their amazing comeback in 2019. I think it could be... It's going to be much tighter than think people... If this is uh, We can play this recording next week. It will yes. be much tighter oh, in that than case, people think. We're predicting, I'm going to say England will win by 25 points. Are you really saying that? Yeah, I'm going to okay. say that, yeah. But I think it's going to be tight and the Scots are doing pretty well at the moment. It's always, with Scotland, it's always like, this is it now. This is going to be, this is it now. You know, and it's just, who knows? Who knows? I reckon they're going to lose. 
Sneaky win by England. Uh, Italy, France. These all these games could be closer than people think because Italy, France is in Italy, and the French it can be a bit dodgy with Italy. They can be a bit. I don't know. And they they often seem to have games where they don't really. They're not playing that well till about the last twenty minutes. I think I still think they'll win by twenty points. But it some people be saying, oh, it'd be forty, fifty points. It's in Italy, France by twenty. Do you have anything for Italy, France that you reckon? I think I think. I think France will smash Italy. I think they're, they are really looking to put down a marker whenever they can. They can have all their first-choice players back. They mm. are looking... They're just a really good side. I'd say it's, I'd say France by 30. By 30, right. So you're looking for big scores all over the place. Wales, Ireland. The place. No, What's your prediction the, for Wales, Ireland? This is a tough one. This, this, is, this is too difficult to call. You, you'd, you'd probably... Probably back Ireland, I think, just to sneak it. But it's going to be really tight. I think it's going to, I it's it's going to be, be really like tight. three, like five points, maybe. Yeah, Ireland by th- five for me. I see. I've got Wales by two. Really wow. close, but I think Wales will sneak it. I, I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about this Ireland team. I just think they're mm. they're on the way. I know people. I just you know think that they're they're. Still be good, but I think they're I think they're on the way down, and I think Wales have got good players coming back, and they've got you know Lydia coming oh, back at thirty three. Good players well. coming through now. They've got some good young players coming through. Doris, yeah. he's a he's a yeah he's a good player. Um, Omani is sort of rolling back the years at the moment. He's playing some great rugby. Um, I just I don't, don't know. know if Andy Farrell is a great coach, and I don't know I think, if he's... I think the jury's probably out. I think Ireland might have come a bit too early, actually. And Wales, nothing to, you know, nothing really to lose because the pressure's off them because everybody thinks they're rubbish now. Exactly. So they... Do you have exactly. any... Before the Six Nations starts, who do you think is going to win the Six Nations? England. <laughs> You're so... You're... <laughs> See, I always wanted to. I think there's such a sort of. I think because you you said you came of age watching rugby and the Will, Will Carling thing, you really are affected by the arrogance tag. You needed to have got into it earlier when we were rubbish in the early eighties uh, and even the late seventies when I saw games. I think. Uh, well, France. the thing is, we get to play France at Twickenham, but then we haven't got a crowd there because the French they don't like Twickenham. Uh, last time they played 44-8 England beat them two years ago I forgot mm. about that, that was it won't be like that this time win. no last I... time we played France we, we, it was like sudden death win in that Autumn Nations Cup and that was against their youngsters yeah so exactly it, it's going to be I a think difficult it, game it will be incredibly tight I think England can win in Ireland I think I think Wales could also sneak away I don't know there could be like a really inspired Wales performance to beat England I think England can possibly lose two I think some, you know, the, all the predictions in the papers are saying no one's going to get a grand slam, so they, and they're mm. saying England or France, but no one will get a grand slam. I think <laughs> so. I want to. I predict Italy will get a grand slam. No, I. Um, <laughs> you love I, it if Italy beats someone, wouldn't you? Who would you I like ju- Italy to beat? Um, well, I used to, uh, now. I'm kind of loving Eddie Jones. I don't want the awfulness of him losing to Italy because England got them at home as well. Um, I think Italy. Well, I'd love to see them beat um, their big chance. No, it's what I don't want to see this, but they have got Wales in Rome, and I think mm. Wales are going to be incredibly unpredictable. They could, and Wales, if the week before they beat England and then lose to Italy the next week in Rome, that would just be yeah, hilarious. Yeah, but that but that's what they're targeting. I mean, Italy weird. will be targeting that, of going, we could win that. They're a very young, ridiculously inexperienced team, Italy. Nothing to lose. Um, yeah. You know, I think they could beat, they could beat Wales, but I, I don't see them be, beating anybody else. It's literally like a foregone conclusion that Italy are going to finish bottom of the table, which is not what you want in any tournament, is it? No. No, but it's not a foregone conclusion because they have got Wales away. They have got a chance. I don't know. I, you know, we're... I'd like to say something dramatic that Italy will beat Wales. I think they, yeah, let's, let's, I think, but then, yeah, I think it's going to be a topsy turvy Six Nations. I think you have ridiculous wins. Yeah, uh, I think a couple will. of ridiculous wins. And I think it could be Italy beating Wales and it could then be Wales beating England um, the week before. It's That's very unlikely, isn't it? No one's going to be that unprofessional. Um, so, 
yeah, I'm completely confused, but I do think this. My big, my big thing is this England Scotland game is going to be tight, and it's going to scare England because they just aren't going to be all there in the pack in the same way that they usually are. And we don't know how rusty Maybe. Sarri's players are going to be. It'll be, just be, not it'll be one matches. and lost. It'll be one and lost again in the breakdown. I think the last time Scotland really, really uh, had a good impact against us was in the break. Was when their breakdown. Where they just blew us away, basically. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to allow that to happen. But and the anyway, main thing to watch out for, folks, for the England Scotland game, main thing to watch out for is it Tom Curry playing or is it Ben? Is it? Ben? Can you tell the difference? <laughs> Maybe Ben's showing up. We don't know. Uh, so clever. brilliant. Yes. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to get in touch with us, please um, send us an email to rugbyjubbly at dltentertainment.com or Twitter at jubblyrugby or Instagram at rugbyjubblypodcast. So send us your thoughts or send us, send us any information on the front row. Because that's a real general area of weakness. Oh, and just what? Sorry, one more game we haven't mentioned at all. Guess what else is happening next mm-hmm. next weekend? Saracens, Saracens against Dealey Trailfinders in the little yeah, pre-championship the tournament. One. That's that's the biggie to watch. Big one. So uh, big yeah, one. forget about the Six Nations. Saracens Ealing. Watch that's the watch game. That one live streamed on YouTube for eight quid. Should you <laughs> want to? See you next week for Thanks, more everyone. rubbish. Thanks, <laughs> everyone. No, yeah, no, nonsense. And I reckon, I, honestly, you're going you're gonna to be really look like an idiot next week. Your predictions are way out of uh, 30 points and 25, 25 points to England. Very one-eyed. I know, but I'm just being like you. I'm just being dramatic. OK, bye, guys. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.